Pedestal listeners. Today's episode is being brought to you by Stars on Crave. This week's movie, The Exorcist. And in fact, every movie we do from now on is available to stream right now on Stars, home of some of the biggest hit movies. Go to crave.ca to sign up and try it out for a week. And now, on to the show. You're listening to The Pedestal from Mike on Much. Presented by Much Studios. Welcome to The Pedestal. I am Mike Veerman. We are here with Shane Cunningham, who joins me on the Mike and Much podcast. We are also joined by award-winning director, writer, producer, and Mensa member, as always, Jonathan Popolis. Hello, hello. Guys, we're doing a very scary movie today. Mm-hmm. But before we even get to that, we've never done a morning record. No. Never. And I've also uh, never watched a scary movie at 6 a.m. before. <laughs> Shane, I, I, you are a classic, like, a homework crammer. I feel like you're always yeah. watching the movie leading into our records. I do too much. This is That's a, my problem. This is you an do. insane movie to wake up at 6 in the morning like, oh, let's uh, put on uh, Yeah, I crazy. wanted to do it last last <laughs> night, but I had something else to do, and I, and I could not. On the bus into Toronto, you're just like, ah! <laughs> Holy shit! What the fuck? The bus driver's like swerving all over the road. Um, so today, guys, we are doing The Exorcist. This is a classic horror film. I believe this is a film that many people have on a pedestal, maybe uh, in the genre, uh, you know, uh, or horror movies in general. I feel like this is sort of... This is like the horror movie of all horror movies. I think so. For sure. It has to be considered that. So like we uh, uh, prefer to do on this podcast, we want to give you a little bit of context of what was going on in the world of film and maybe even pop culture in the year that this film came out. It came out in 1973. Guys, can you guess the five 73. highest grossest film? Highest grossest. Huge this movie. is definitely one of the grossest. Oh my goodness, uh, the yeah. highest grossing huge films. Huge movies in 73? Just hit me with like five, so I at least have some context. Number five is The Way We Were. The Way We Were. You guys know that film? Nope. Starring Barbara Streisand and Robert yeah. Redford. Okay. Is there, is there a Bond on there? You know what? There was a Bond that year, but it didn't make the top five. Ooh. Internationally... Uh, it did. Yeah, Bond in that time was just... But in North America, yeah, it doesn't crushing. make it uh, Keep it going. Number four. <laughs> Papillion. Papillion. It's a good movie. Yeah. With Dustin Hoffman. Love that movie. I think they remake Steve it. Steve McQueen, like, I think. Steve McQueen. Yeah. Great movie. I have not seen that Any film. Any jailbreak movie, I'll watch. Okay. Number three. 1973. Highest grossest films. Grossest. I keep saying that. Again, we don't grossest. normally do morning records. <laughs> uh, George Lucas film. Oh, is this American Graffiti? Yes, sir. Okay. Can you believe top three grossing? That's a huge hit. That I must, uh, well, they had to trust him with that Star Wars movie. I know. Right? So he, yeah. had to, he had to be successful. That's what so, I was thinking. But yeah. I, in my mind, I always framed it as like he did this cute sort of like uh, like movie everyone loved in American Graffiti. And that was kind right. of his, right. you know, and then they gave him Star Wars and he became a megastar. It's like this guy had a top three hit right. in 1973. Was that like already. the first teenage movie? Was that like the American Pie For of sure. 73? Yeah. What's the black and white one with uh, Jeff, Jeff Bridges oh. uh, that everyone talks about? Oh, my goodness. With Jeff Bridges. And Sybil Shepard's like a teenager. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Last Picture Show. That's an yeah. incredible movie. Yeah. Where I want to do that, that on that. That's, that's, on, that's on Stars, too. I want to talk about that but movie. Where, so. where does that fall as far as sort of like a mirror of teen culture? 
See, that's not teen culture. That's like small town. It's but it's like very specific to like the death of, of the small town in America and gotcha. really what that looks like and what it looks like to be a teenager when your kind of town is like dying around you. So it's more circumstantial than like sort of universal teen yeah. experience. So you're like, you're the football star, but I mean, who cares? And so it didn't really matter. And then you get shipped off to the, to the army and it's, it's like you're, you're, you see. Slow down. I want to watch the Anyways, film. Anyways, a uh, great movie. We what will go Rebel it? Without a Cause. Is that a teenager movie? Uh, is it a teenager movie? I don't know. It's more like young. Tw- I, don't, I don't really know if that's a teenager movie. <laughs> I think he's playing a teenager. I guess. Yeah. I think it's more just a, uh, what's his name? James, James Dean. Dean movie? It's more like a James Dean movie. Like Do you know how old James Dean was when he died? 25. 24. 24. Yeah. Man, ridiculous. R.I.P. James Dean. That's just hit us with two and one. All right. Well, number two is the film we're doing today, The Exorcist. Oh, Whoa. of course. Yeah. Yeah, this None must have been a huge in the top hit. five. Absolutely. Uh, and number one, highest grossing film. In North America, in 1973. Godfather? No, sir. Uh, French Connection? No, sir. <sighs> the Sting. The Sting. That's like one of my like top 10 favorite movies of all time, too. Well, it's God damn. Number one movie of 1973. Yeah, huge. So moving on to The Exorcist, as we do, can you guys guess the budget of this film? Effects way ahead of their time, by the way. But practical. 20, 20, 20. Just 20 bang on. 20 bang on for Johnny. Shane, what do you think it costs to make The Exorcist in 19? I'm just going to go low and say 12 mil. <laughs> Holy shit. Bullseye, right on the red. No. <laughs> yeah, no joke. I thought you were laughing how bad it was. No, I'm just like, it's like throwing a dart. And <laughs> so like casually, like, I'm just going to say the right. Yeah. It's morning. Yeah. You got to do these morning, morning pods more often. I know. I'm back, baby. This is when Shane shines. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, he, he's been scared into being alert. Uh, <laughs> What do you guys think this film grossed in North America? 150. I think that's high. But it was Tom Cruise. I'm going to say 77 million. This film in North America made 128 million dollars. Would you say 150? Okay. So in North kind America, in actually, that year, only two films uh, made over 100 million. I think it was very rare to make over 100 million. Of course, it must be. The movies in the 70s weren't like now. Like they, they were. Somewhere between popular culture and art. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so the other three in the top five grossing in North America were under $100 million. So I 70s movies age the best because it's both studios giving artists a lot of money to make whatever they want to make, but without a lot of interference. And by the time they realized, like around like the late 70s, Star Wars and Jaws, we can... We can make so much. The studios just retook everything back and said, you're just going to make everything we tell you to make. Sometimes I think about, like now, like I've talked to Shane about this before, but it's like, if you go on like any sort of streaming service, there are so many fucking movies. You could never watch all the movies. So many movies get made that are so disposable, but I always think, well, somebody invested in that. That was somebody's dream, that yep, movie. Absolutely. And it just died and went to some oh. stream service. In the 70s, like, they probably, like, it was really hard to probably make a film. It cost sure. so much money, the resources. Absolutely. So you probably only made legitimately in North America, what, like 10 films a year? 15 yep. Maybe that's crazy. Maybe there were student films. There was no, like, Super megaplexes 16. either. Like, when, yeah. a, when a movie, when, like, a couple movies or a movie came out on the weekend, like, that's the movie that came out, right? That's not, like, some... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You guys want to know what it made internationally? I'd love to. 300 mil. 300 and... 301 mil. <laughs> Four hundred forty-one point three. Oh my Damn god! It again, <laughs> this, this shit did well. People like to be scared. Uh, okay, so 
now we know that. Guys, uh, what are our relationships with this film sort of the first time it came into our lives? Did you see it as a teen on like a VHS? Obviously, 1973 predates all of us by quite some time. Um, was it like a, ooh, this is bad. I shouldn't be watching this. Were you scared of it? Did you did you not come around to it until you're an adult? Mm-hmm. Shaney, you're giving me the eyes. What was your relationship Am like I? with this film? <laughs> <laughs> you were just looking at me. Well, you look good He's falling asleep. Uh, <laughs> giving me the eyes. Um, yeah, I'm a bit of a, I don't like, to be scared, but I like the challenge for something to scare me. Mm, okay. So I'm constantly, even to this day, looking up uh, cringe videos, just and and things like gore videos. I'll look that up, even though it makes me very uncomfortable. For some reason, I have that compulsion to do that. So The Exorcist, I had heard it was very scary. I was very young when I saw it, and then when I did, it did the trick, and I was up all night freaked out scared like needed my mom was like it transcended my embarrassment to like tell my mom i'm a little scared boy and i was like oh keep the door open or close the door (laughs) i forget what it was because something door related when i was young i always had a thing like my door either needed to be open or closed if i saw a freddy cougar movie did it depend on what you were doing in there shape (laughs) 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 i don't don't know what the common factor was but sometimes the door was open and sometimes after i saw porkies i was like door closed (laughs) (laughs) never open that thing why porkies of all movies (laughs) (laughs) that that porkies might have been the first one that i saw like sort of like a lot of nudity in Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. but I remember Freddy Freddy Cougar after I saw that movie, the door was open a crack, and I always would think Freddy was coming around like the, the hand. Yeah, yeah. That oh. one I needed closed. I think maybe The Exorcist I needed the door open. I don't know what it was, but this movie definitely freaked me the fuck out more than any movie I'd ever seen in my life. So it really impacted you as like yes, a real experience, Johnny. What's when your- I, I've I've gone on record many times on this pod saying I was a very weenie little boy who was. <laughs> I could not watch horror movies. Yeah. So like most horror movies kind of evaded me as like a young man. So I didn't watch this movie for the first time until like eight months ago. Wow. Wow. Because, yeah. And it was one of those. And, and I have I have a buddy who, who works at, at a post-production place. They have a big like theater there. And we try to do like a movie night every every couple of months. And I was like, you know what? I've never seen The Exorcist. Like, let's finally and and and. I don't want to get too much into my because my reaction then is probably gonna be similar to my reaction now. But I but it was it was an experience, and I'll and I'll probably get into it throughout the rest of this pod because it's yeah. What the, was the, a movie that you had watched in your total weenie phase? Like a scary one. Like what turned you into the weenie? Or did you just? Uh, I would say know? that Gremlins scared me so much that I could like couldn't sleep for weeks properly. I had nightmares. My mom still talks about it, and my family still kind of like mocks me for it about how like. And that's not even like that scary of a movie. If you watch it now, it's not even, it's supposed to be like kind of horror, but kind of a kid's movie. How do you feel about Furbies? <laughs> <laughs> like PTSD, it's <laughs> falling on the ground shaking. But yeah, no scary movies. Like my, and like, like my sister would watch, my sister loved horror movies. Like my sister watched like child's play movies all the time. She loved those movies. And then as I, but then as I got older, like I've tried to force myself to do it. Like there was one day when I was like a, a, a teenager where I, I, me and my cousin watched every single Halloween movie, like back to back on one day. Just I'm like, I'm just gonna start watching all these movies. And yeah. then eventually I just made myself get over it. Um, yeah, I, my relationship, I, I was the same way. Like I, I was very susceptible to scary movies. They could shake me. Like I really felt like the spirit could come out of the TV or that I, by even watching it, I was opening myself up to, like, I just had too active of an imagination, but my brother and I, that might be my, that might be exactly why I was. Yeah. yeah it, it all felt too real. 
And but the thing is, to Shane's point, you I did want to get close to the flame. There was something compelling mm-hmm. me to keep trying to do these things, and I'd always regret it. Like I, I've said before, like my brother and I watched the TV movie It, and it like ruined us. Oh, that's another one that ruined us. Oh, that, that that is another one that ruined me as a kid. So and then uh, and then there's a movie called The Changeling with like George C. Scott. I think it's a Canadian film. That one uh, ruined me. Um, and then this one, I remember like putting my foot sort of in in the water, and it was there. I, I can't remember if. I can't remember if somebody had brought it over on VHS, but I was I was young and I don't even know if I got all the way through it the first time because it was so damn scary. And I remember us asking her mom if we, and she was like, you don't want to do that. She knew. She was like, you don't want to do that, but if you want to, go ahead. And I think we got halfway through it. So it was very scary. But there is a film called Repossessed. I don't know if you guys remember this film. No. Uh, it's It stars uh, Leslie Nielsen and it is a, <laughs> it is a, it is a naked gun type parody of The Exorcist. Okay, oh, I think I, I would watch kind that of tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, it's re 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 repossessed. Anyway, <laughs> there's Buddy, a, you sold me. Yeah, <laughs> and and I remember we fucking loved that movie. So I actually have more of a relationship with Repossessed. All of the beats of The Exorcist are familiar to me only because oh, this parody funny. film was so. Leslie funny. Nielsen's the Max von Sydow. Yes, of course he is. He's the older. Priest. Does he walk like through the fog and then his fog's too thick and he can't find the house or some coughing. joke like that? Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. sure he yeah. has to be. I, I mean, again, well, I'll, I do remember at one point Leslie Nielsen's giving a speech to like this, uh, like like a like a, a religious class. But as he's talking, does someone barf on him on Leslie Nielsen? But the barf lasts like way too long. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I feel like right. I'm remembering. Some no, of this. well, there's a uh, scene in the scary movie. Maybe that's yes. Too, maybe where that's the it. guy comes so hard that. <laughs> On the roof. She's on the roof. <laughs> that's right. But that's like a scream parody, that one. Yeah. But they mix it. Sure. Right, right, right. So in, Re- in Repossessed, the one gag that I'll never forget is, so the young hot priest is like, he goes up in this, I don't know if he's in, what he's in, like a, some nunnery, but a bunch of people, he's talking to his class, but uh, temptation is everywhere. So there's this really hot girl in the front row and she's slowly like rising her skirt up, uh, her legs as he's talking to the class, but he's getting really uncomfortable, getting really uncomfortable. And eventually he goes, ma'am, can you please pull down your dress? But then she grabs the top part where a boobs are and she pulls it down <laughs> man <laughs> i am i am sold i'm getting resold on this movie yeah. every 30 seconds so 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 to, so to answer the question my uh my relationship with exorcist is mostly through that stupid <laughs> slapstick movie repossessed people go look up the trailer if you want but yeah. uh I yeah. feel like the scary movie movies, the scary movie franchise is probably a bigger, uh, I've probably seen those more than I've seen scary movies. Yeah. Oh, is that true? I don't know. I, they, 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 I've probably seen them first before I actually see the scary movie. I did cycle back around Exorcist though at some point in like 2009 just to watch mm-hmm. it as like a, cause it's a, you know, considered course, a great yeah. film. So I was like, oh, I should give this a real shot now that I'm not like a scaredy, scaredy boy or whatever. Were you like laughing towards, cause it just reminded you of the repossessed scenes? <laughs> there was moments. All right. Yeah. Were uh, you guys unsolved mysteries? Oh, watchers? oh, oh. Yeah. I can't. The, even, to this day, yeah. sometimes, just to freak myself out, I'll watch the opening the credits opening on YouTube. The opening is freaky, man. That theme I don't music, remember the opening. How, why is it so freaky? Just oh, the there's song. like a scene, the, the music, and there's like a scene of like a ghost girl like looking into the yeah. camera. Is like, it like a ghost story show? I don't remember. A lot, a lot of it was just weird, freaky-deaky shit happening that was apparently actually happened. Oh, so it was boy. scarier than a movie because people were claiming these real Ghost stories happen. Was it get the this. guy from Airplane? It was, was the host? Unsolved. Robert yes. Stack. Robert yes. Stack. Yeah. And he had a voice, what, you know. What was, who's the host of America's Most Wanted? I always mix them up. John Walsh. Yes. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> anyway, the, the, the trifecta of fear for me is Unsolved Mysteries, The Exorcist, and Fire in the Sky. Oh, yeah, that What's one was Fire in the Sky? Cool. It's a, like the real life true story of aliens abducting this man. Oh shit! And he claims that it happened, but no one in the town believes him. So it's kind of a movie of persecution. Yeah, but it, it's the alien scenes are so real. Yeah, 
It's it's very well done. And my real another real life movie that scared me was Alive. Oh God! Because it used to be a cable movie, and it played all the time. Yeah, that's movie. When the plane busts in half, that's done so well. And they're eating each other's butts. Nope, didn't like it. That <laughs> did happen. Look it up. It was. It wasn't an orgy film. They were dead. It was cannibalism. Yeah. What? <laughs> Door closed. Wait, which tonight? movie are we talking about? Door closed tonight. There's been butt eating going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So The Exorcist. Uh, how do we? Feel, how do we feel about it now, guys? What holds up? This is the case to keep it on the pedestal of favorite scenes, favorite performance. Let's get into it. What did we like about this film? Who wants to start? Go for it, Poppy. I think. That Reagan, that uh, what's her name, Linda Blair as Reagan is like I, I we'll talk about it before, but just the idea of of Reagan the demon the child demon is fucking amazing and outrageous. Like I've never seen anything oh, like it. The before. premise right just away, it's like the this premise is, is, yeah. is like this. This you're like, in. I'm in. And just the way and the portrayal of 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 her, like the like she's outrageous, like the the, the yeah. master beating with the bad, cross yeah. and the the lick me, and it's it's like I, the amount of times every time it comes on, I'm like I feel like I'm starting to maybe get used to this movie, and then it, like it just keeps hitting me with like this is like one of the craziest movies I've ever seen, like period, in a great way. The movie wasn't scared to go for it. Oh yeah, it was like, like I'm really we're went use for the it. crudest language. Possible, the most yeah. disgusting things you could think of. Fuck Jesus! Fuck you! Fuck Jesus! Fuck you! Man, fuck you! Lick me! Lick me! She's fingering herself with a cross, like the she's making her mom like eat, eat out her, her like, blood, blood vagina. out of her vagina. Oh they God. were fully committed to being as disturbing as possible. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the film's unsettling anyway. And a lot of times what happens is sometimes in these films is it's like almost like the idea of, of what could happen is actually more terrifying. Yeah. The, ten- the tension's more effective than the act. And so you would think in a movie like this, when she actually starts acting out and then these sort of like super uh, visual things start happening, we are like, oh my God. They're actually, it's it kind of, they're both just as fucked up in the way that it's like, really affecting you know what I mean whereas like you go like oh maybe don't show that but I think this film kind of had to show that in order to sort of demonstrate how extreme the situation was like it was it was truly disturbing like on a on, on a, a level that some films that aren't even now or like lesser films try to be and they're just sort of totally well, sometimes they sanitize Pictures. the language by the ghouls or something and it's just the spooky vibe yeah or it's like go to hell is the scariest <laughs> thing you'll hear. But this is like fuck you and lick my cunt, you bitch. <laughs> like the amount, my oh notes my are God. my notes are littered with this movie is insane. Like yeah. it's over and over. I, I know I'm disturbed. Uh, <laughs> imagine if on your bus in the headphones popped out accidentally, <laughs> just starts blaring from the back. The driver, what is going on oh, back there? <laughs> Lick my vagina, mother. <laughs> what? It, it's, for work. Work. it's for work. It's, it's for, for work. work. <laughs> it's for work. I'm a film critic. <laughs> uh, to this day, the theme song is still exceptional. It still scares the shit out of me. When but Do they use the theme song at the right moment? It's, <laughs> it's used twice. The yes. leaves are falling. It's like do 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 or whatever it is. I think that's the best way me to too. use it because it's so it's it's like it sets me a chill. off guard. But it's it's only used twice. Am I wrong? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, but I mean... They could have used it better, though. I just feel like... Because nothing... At that point, nothing's happened. She's just walking home, you know? And it's like... The freakiness. I'm just uh, like, oh my God. I'm I'm already like, this is... Something bad's gonna happen. Oh, I liked it. Yeah. I I just... It it stuck in my memory so much. I'm like, this is like the Jaws theme. 
She's like, fuck like, you. Cue like, the theme. Jill <laughs> <laughs> looks in the camera. Cue yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah. She's floating. <laughs> there are, by the way, I've been on uh, Apple Music listening to the theme because I like to walk and listen to it sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, really? I have. I have like, been. Do, since do, I when you're this. doing that, you feel like you're in a movie? 100%. Yeah. Music was amazing. I yeah. thought I wrote down at one point, I'm like, is this like the best sound design in a movie? Like, I thought the sound design Great was question. unbelievable. Did okay. you watch in headphones? No, I didn't. Uh, wait a minute, I did. Sorry, I, what I am I saying? Yeah, I did headphones. watch with headphones, and and Thank like God. I was looking up things that they were doing <laughs> for the sound design. Like they had uh, they had like remixing pig squeals for for things. They had uh, like the the that like weird the buzzy sound is they actually took bees and trapped them in a jar and then recorded it and then like sped it up and and relayered them over. They did all these weird things to like make you constantly feel on edge. And my favorite stuff was the like the hard cuts out of things. Mm. So there'll be like lots of noise and lots of commotion that just cuts to like silence. And it did that mm-hmm. like so many times where I'm like, man, I can't ever get comfortable while watching this movie ever. It was so well done. Editing too, the sound design and the edit, like it was one of those. It's it's the. It's craft- such a well made film. Oh man, it's such uh, a well made. Like you said, craft wise, it's so well shot and so well edited. You know what? You know why I think that's jarring though is because it's like obviously we don't start watching movies to what the eighties, right? And then it's like so we have twenty years of watching films and all and, and subpar shitty sort of like uh, yeah. gore films and like sort of bad horror films that it's like. When you go back and watch The Exorcist, you go, oh, wait a second. This is made with sort of the same care and skill as A Godfather, but it's a horror movie. And you expect that the genre maybe is a little bit lesser yes. or sloppier. So it's almost weird to watch a film made with this much craft that ultimately is like a shock sort of is horror it, film. Is it hmm. that The Exorcist made so much money that like no one was looking at the horror genre as something to make money from? And the moment this made like $400 million worldwide, which I got to assume is like a billion dollars now, like $400 million in 1973 is unreal. Sure. So then all these studios were like, what, just start shoveling them out there, start making horror movies and, and, and just erodes, 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 erodes until it's just like crappy movies that were, it could have been a cool genre. Yeah. And maybe, maybe like they see the film, they see the, the extreme stuff that Reagan's doing and they go, well, that's replicable. We can make people yeah, like, there do, you go. do crazy shit on screen. But it's like, it's not about the crazy shit she's doing. It's everything around it that, yeah. that earns those moments. Oh, the pacing, know? the pace. I, I, I wrote down that this movie reminds me, especially on this rewatch of watching Breaking Bad of so much of the story isn't plot exactly. It's process. It's the process of like, okay, there's something wrong with this girl. And like, so let's, let's study her and let's figure out like, like the, the medical experiments, the, 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 all of that. Like by the time, like by the time we get to her, her head spinning and vomiting, like it's less, it, it's less about like, well, like studying what this demon is or things like that. It's just the process of this girl turning into the demon that I thought was just fucking captivating. I loved it. The mom also took all the appropriate steps. How many yeah. times in I was horror movies just gonna say that. do we like see it where it's like, wait, what? Like bring her to a doc. Like you got to do something, you know? And it was like, she did everything I believe somebody would do in that situation. Like, oh, this is psychological. She's schizophrenic, whatever, you know? And, and it's just like, what do you do? Well, you have to bring her home. It's like, we aren't finding anything or they're trying to do these things. Like I, I, I love showing that process because then it buys everything that comes everything. afterwards. Well, unlike some people in the film, she had an appropriate level of skepticism. Yeah. yeah. And it took a while to prove it. But once it was undeniable, she's like, no, like this is real. She's possessed. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in a lot of movies, they go a little too long with either not believing yes. or they believe too soon. Yes. Yeah. Great point. So what's wrong with her? We still think the temporal lobe. Oh, what are you talking about for Christ's sakes? 
Did you see her or not? I wrote down movies don't have this kind of patience anymore. And it's not even like it's the right kind of patience where it's not like it's let's draw this out. But it's like they, the do, like even when they see there's nothing wrong, the doctor is like, well, there must be a problem with her brain. Like even in the face, like Shane, I think you bring this up all the time where it's like, just say it, just have everyone be properly skeptical because even when you see like a, a, the room is spinning and you see it with your eyes, you still will not fully, fully believe it. And yeah. I think that's real life. I think that would yep. be true. If I if I saw that bed like bopping up and down, I'd be like, well, she must have been having seizures. Like you would have to believe it because the alternative is literally impossible. Well, and bringing up the exorcism itself, because I was always like, how do they even bring this I know, up? and it's brilliant the way but they, they do it. But they do it so, so, so well. Right. It's like, listen, this shit is fake. Do it anyway, because if she believes... Uh, that she's the devil. She's actually going to believe that an exorcism can happen. That's exactly. So it's so all it's a mental advice. Yeah. And, and ultimately like they don't know what else to do. So it's like, this I, is a method. This is a, a path you can go down. I if love you're that, the mother, you're like, well, yeah, I love that right before that, like they're all sitting there and the doctor just kind of goes like, do you keep any drugs in the house? Yeah. Like it was just sort of like, just throw this out there. Like maybe she's on like some crazy drug cocktail. Maybe, maybe that she we found can, acid. Like something. And they're like, cause the, the, cause they, bereft of anything they're like well it's not going to be it's not actually a demon so what is it oh it's so well done but she says of course not i don't even smoke yeah is she lying there because she's she lights up later or is that a result of the stress she's like might as well start in my 40s maybe she's talking about marijuana that's what i thought too i don't smoke i don't even smoke weed. i don't think people referred to as weed as smoking back then i think they called it like dope like right. now, maybe. people don't refer know. to weed. Oh, you think that maybe she doesn't I smoke? They thought, I, don't, I yeah. thought she because you don't That's see her just, smoking like a cigarette the entire time. And then, like, eventually the stress gets to her. She's like, "Fuck it, I'm going to yeah. start smoking." Cigarette. Smoke is like '90s slang. Yeah, I got you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with yeah, you. I'd believe that. Um, I, I thought that they did a very good job. Like again, I think this film does a very good job of sort of setting up all of its pylons to knock down. Everything's a result of something. And mm-hmm. so Reagan finding the Ouija board in the basement that sort of triggers this whole thing. Yep, it's like just. It's a, it's a moment where you go, okay, I buy this is how the demon it gets in and it sort of sets the order of events is her finding this Ouija board in the basement. Because um, it's like, we don't need to know how Ouija board works or why they work. It's just like, you give me enough to know how the demon enters their life and then we go from there. Mm-hmm. Also, on a side note, Ouija boards scare the absolute shit out really? of me. They will, ne- and I don't even like have like any sort of strong belief system. It's not like I even believe, I don't believe in ghosts, right? And, and my theory has always been like, I don't want to see one because then I have to actually confront my whole belief system. But- Ouija boards, just as sort of like a, uh, uh, I don't know, sort of a general rule, I do not fuck with Ouija boards because I had like a crazy experience at like one full weekend with me and my buddies where we got so into it when we were like 14. Oh no. And it was so terrifying and I was shook for like a month after. And by the way, I think all of this again is made up in the minds of young men that are way too sort of uh, active imaginations. Was there drugs in the house? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even smoke. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, we did enjoy drugs, yeah. Like we would smoke a little bit of weed and. But when, 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 so when you boarded, you were on smoke. We were on smoke. Yes, that's correct. We yeah. were on but smoke. We, like, we, we took we took the stupid thing to a graveyard in Hamilton. We got so into it that it was just. It, I, I was shook for like a month after, and I'm like, never again. I let these demons into my life. <laughs> you went to a graveyard with a Ouija board? Yes. Man, isn't that so Wait, you actually? Oh, my now God, in yes. hindsight to think of people doing that? Yes. Yeah. 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 Kids, man. Kids, Kids, man. Kids. So anyway, when that Ouija board came out in the film, I forgot that was the way that the demon right. got in. And I, like, at, you know, 10 o'clock at night well, with my wife and baby sleeping, went, ah! 
<laughs> Are you okay, Mike? No! Just like, yeah. Hands shaking, trying to drink a glass Hold of water. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Also, this is just a funny note. Uh, when they show the mom's like bedroom mm-hmm. uh, and she has the photo beside the bed of, of Reagan, mm-hmm. it's hilariously massive. Yeah, way too big. <laughs> like, is it? I don't well, remember it's this. It's like most people that have a photo beside their bed of their child or the loved one. It's like an appropriate... This thing was like... It's like I've done this before where we got like photos from my Oma, like my grandma, but we didn't know what the size... Like the difference... So when they're like, would you like like an 11 by 6 or like a 20 by 18? It's like, give me the 20 by 18. And now my Oma is stuck with this stupid massive picture of me and my brother in suits (laughs) in her living room. Uh, But that's what I thought when I saw this Reagan photo. I'm like, what was the set designer thinking on this one? It's not necessarily bad. And by the way, maybe this actress uh, character would have like a very large- Ellen Burstyn. She only has this actress character. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You were saying like the Ouija board is a great way into the demon stuff. I also like the the very, the opening opening, the very beginning, like in Iraq. Yes. I thought that was so well, like I, I, I didn't, Again, I only saw this for the first time like eight months ago, and I was not expecting this opening of this old guy like digging around being like an archaeologist. And I'm like, that to me, that's a brilliant way to start talking about demons and demon iconography. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like a guy like opening up a book and be like, centuries ago, there was a rumor that da da da. It's just a guy who's digging and he's finding little things and the dogs like fighting each other. It was like fucking weird. It's a freaky. way to, it's a way to sort of show history yeah. and sort of past in a different setting that's not, does this movie take place in New York? I can't remember. It's, is it New York she's doing the film in the movie or Chicago? It's some metropolitan city in, yeah. in the States. But um, but it's like by going to the desert or, or oh, Iraq. Oh, is it Washington, D.C.? Uh, yes, I think that's it was it. Washington. Yeah, because yeah. there were a bunch of politicians. Right, 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 right. So it's it's like, uh, like you said, it takes out of a setting. It shows history and sort of like ancient things yes. without having to talk. It's like you show it. It's it's like, oh, I believe that thousands of years of like weird yeah. shit has gone Demon on. Demon iconography yeah. rather than just talking about it. Like seeing that big statue makes me when some demon is is inhabiting this little girl later i'm like oh because it's been like incepted into my brain that demons are a part of our history that we just don't talk about or know about but they've been around yeah like people have been possessed before it's just it's happened so long ago that we don't know it and we just assume it's like myth now i agree i like that opening and obviously, it's so obvious to talk about you almost won't even talk about it is the special effects. Oh, oh my God. Like when her, when her neck yes. starts like bubble. Like that's a great that's point. Like a real neck. Yeah. What is that? That was a great one because I was like, how do you like you even now? And like right now, I'm like, oh, my God. How, like that must have mean they put some like layered thing right over her. And it's so well done. This must have won the Oscar for special if effects. If not, it's, it's one it's of the- robbed. Gr- I, yeah. I, I thought I, that- It must have. I'll look I, it up. I love how one of my favorite like little notes like that is when her head- Because the head spin is is famous, mm-hmm. but I love how the the cold breath is coming out of the mouth as the head is spinning. And it's one of those little things that sells yeah. it. You, you know that they must have got- Because they're not CGIing it in. It means that they went painstakingly to like have this cold breath <laughs> coming out of this man- This whatever mannequin head thing that's spinning up. Oh, it was so well done. Well, it was so, because when I was watching the movie uh, in the scene where uh, Ellen Burstyn, is that her name? Ellen Burstyn, yeah. Burstyn is walking and the leaves are falling down. But you could tell it's just like people like dropping leaves. Right. I'm like, these special effects are not going to be what I remembered. <laughs> and they were, like, they've ruined, they blow the leaves, but nail the well, supernatural Well, they couldn't do stuff. the leaf thing, but they nail it like way out of the park of what I even remembered for how well the effects were done. Yeah. Absolutely. And in the, the voice, everything was so perfect. It was an excellent day for an exorcism. You'd like that? Intensely. 
Oh yeah, like the it was I don't I saw it written up, but there was some like old it was some some like old voice actress woman who did the voice who was like hacking cigarettes like all day before she like recorded because she wanted it to sound like this like well nowadays if you did it you would just put like a slow motion effect yeah, on something. to make it like hello or something. yeah there's a handcrafted proper feel to this movie that just like is lost yeah. like like every single second of this movie feels like someone like William Friedkin like cared so much about mm-hmm. this movie. This film uh, won Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Sound Mixing, Johnny, to your point about there the mixing. Uh, and it was nominated for uh, Pitcher, Director. Both actresses got nominated, uh, Ellen Burstyn and uh, Linda Blair. Uh, but there's no special effects. And I'm starting to think maybe there wasn't a special effects because category people, in 1973. Maybe. Right. Was it, maybe it was created for Star Wars or around Star Wars. It feels like it Could was be. one of those Star Wars was so insane. They're like, how can we not give them something for this ridiculous movie? And these are these are practical effects. You know? Yeah, it's all like, of them. It's like, oh my God. these aren't, you're not doing these things with computers. You know, And maybe that's why they hold up so well. Like, honestly, like- I think that all the time with old effects. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, like a, 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 a some CGI effect from like 1994 now looks like Roger Rabbit, like someone drew on top of the frame, but like when it's in camera, it just will always like, this is what happened. This oh, I can't even like. watch the mask. And that's my favorite all time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Somebody, is that movie, isn't that movie unrealistic? <laughs> the mask. Uh, yeah. I felt like, um, the makeup, right? Like I know this goes along with like practical effects and what they did. You said Amazing. the neck and stuff like that. It's just like, it looks great. Like but the design film. of, of demon Reagan is like perfect. Yeah. Like just the design, like you can see, you can see like it being on a sketch pad of like the slashes and the things and how she looks. And it's just, it's iconic. I think um, the scene, like they get so many sort of like unsettling non gore things. What? Like remember when she comes down to the dinner party and she says, you're going to die. And she's the astronaut. The that was so, I wrote like that is so fucked. I think we've got a guest. You're going to die up there. You're going to die up there, like, to the astronaut. That might be one of the scariest scenes in the film <laughs> to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? And it's like, God, like, they, they fucking nailed that scene. That scene's just so, it's still. It's because like, they don't overact it. Yep. She just pisses, says the weirdest shit ever, and then the mom's not like, oh, my God. She's like, Concerned. oh, sorry, she's not well. Yeah. And takes her away. Whereas any other movie, it would have been this huge dramatic thing. Someone would have screamed in the crowd. That's the way someone would react if a little kid came up and just, all over themselves. Yeah. But they just think the kid is sick. Like, you don't, like, I know I'm watching a horror movie, but if you saw, if that happened in real life, you're like, oh, she must be sick. Like, there must exactly. be Exactly. Yeah. 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 And they, it's funny if the astronaut was like, you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already freaked out. You're not making it any easier. Don't, don't go, touch me. <laughs> go to a toilet, you idiot. <laughs> not only what you said is rude, but that is disgusting. I learned how to piss in space. How about you, you little idiot? <laughs> Um, yeah, the other thing that I thought was interesting, and maybe you guys can speak to this with our you know, collective sort of film knowledge, but you know how there keeps, there's noises in the attic, mm-hmm. right? She's hearing yep. noises. That's kind of the start of this thing. Uh, and then she goes into that, that, like that roof or whatever, like, okay. what are those roofs the attic. called? Yeah. The attic, but it's like the thing where it's the drop down. Right. And yeah. The, the door to the out. attic. Yeah. The door to the attic. Like, is that the first time we saw that as like oh, a horror element? It's such a trope mm. now. It's such a trope that literally, I'm like, those roofs are still scary as fuck and a godsend for horror movies. I wonder if it's like, like, because like you said, it's a trope. When I'm seeing this, I'm like, why would she go into the roof? Like, what, like, what is yeah. she doing? Has, but obviously this character has never seen a, a, character, mo- a, horror, a horror movie, movie before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why would an not, attic be scary? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Like, do you think that's like something that, because now it's such a trope, but like. Yeah, I, I think it definitely started something. Yeah. Maybe. I but, don't know if there's ghosts in the attic and old. I don't know. I really don't know. But like, I had that feeling where I'm like, why would you go up there? Why would you go up there? 
But I'm like, of course she would go up there. Yeah. Why would she be well, scared she to go up there? Rats up there? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And I, I loved the character of the devil. Yeah, like just of this demon. The, 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 didn't the demon have a name? They named it at some point. I think they did, or maybe I just read the, the name. devil. No, there's some specific. I think he's demon. like a subdemon. Yeah, they call him the devil quite the, a bit. I'm just saying that okay. I know that the devil has many they, names and faces. They put like yeah. lots of like backstory into who this specific demon is. But anyways, let's just call him Lucifer. Lucifer, for now. it is sure. Uh, but I love Lucy because like, I was I was eye rolling my uh, <laughs> I was eye rolling my eyes a little bit when the holy water got put on. Lucifer. Yeah. And she's like, ah, yeah, it burns. It burns. I was like, ah, that's a little much. And then, uh, it's, it wasn't even holy water cause the devil is a liar. Yeah. So I liked that part, how the devil wouldn't do anything that the priest asked. Yeah. Like, Oh, open that drawer again in time. And it would never do anything. If it spoke Latin and asked yep. to say something in Latin, it would speak Spanish. Well, I for, I didn't know like the, the barfing thing is so famous. Where he gets barfed on, but it comes after where, cause the priest, like, uh, I want to talk about this priest too, Father Marin, cause he was fantastic of, of how he's like, he thinks he's like cornered this demon. He's like, oh, you, you know, cause his, his mother had, had died. And this demon is like your mother. She, she thinks that you abandoned her. And he's like, oh, if you know that my mother did that, what's her maiden name? What's her maiden name? And he's like, I got you. I got you. And then the answer is, I'm just going to barf in your face. <laughs> yeah. Like it was like, exactly. exactly in there. Um, you know, what's interesting is, uh, father Marin's a former boxer. We learn when he goes yeah. into his, uh, he's got his old boxing photos up in the, the apartment there. Why does he just box the devil? You know, clearly well, he <laughs> beat does. the shit out of the little that, girl. That's what he does. <laughs> I guess it, in the that's end, that's true. Yeah, that's he, true. They do all these methods. D- don't work. He's like, fuck you. Just gets her down, starts punching her in the face, inhabits the devil and hops out right. the window. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say, I, I love that. It just came down to physical violence and his boxing was just foreshadowing for punching the <laughs> shit out That's, of the, the devil yeah you it's know what? like he, that alien movie uh or sorry it's like signs with they're like how he's the uh, swing away yeah yeah i love that character i feel like his character is is uh, makes this movie so relevant now because it's like a crisis of faith movie for him for this yeah. father Merritt. but it's also like an analogy for like i believe here's someone who right now believes everything is hopeless everything must be hopeless and then the 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 he's confronted and confronted with hopelessness. He's confronted with a little girl who is being inhabited by a demon, like the worst possible thing like a priest can see. Which I feel like is sort of what we're all kind of collectively going through right now, where it's like everything's hopeless and everything you see just keeps kind of reconfirming. Um, and I love that his like solution is like you can't you can complain all you want, and then, but his solution is to like do, like sacrifice himself and to like I'm gonna get on top. Like and he like dies in the end. And I know we've seen heroes die in movies for what they believe in. But for somehow this was this ring like much differently. It felt more self-sacrifice. It felt a lot more. I, I'm finally overcoming this thing. I, I'm going to hurt myself, put myself in the way of this bad stuff in order for everyone else to be better. Mm-hmm. Did you think at any time that he would live, uh, survive the landing? Oh, or were no, you just I like thought the moment dead. he went out the window, right. be- just because they had foreshadowed it with, with that director who mm-hmm. went out the window, that if like, that they're right beside these steps is the director the uh, person that Ellen's character was interested in romantically? Yes. Yeah, I think so. And I think wow. he was the one who was like, I know. Power dynamics, gross. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the one who I think was molesting the little girl, like Linda, the, the, the Reagan character. He was molesting her? What? That's what I got. I missed that. What? That's like, did you not get that? That they're, That's why she killed him? Because he was like this sort of, I, I got that he was this sort of like, 
handsy director with this little girl, and it's part of why. It, it, okay, but uh, wait. What? So like the devil's like uh, like now has honor and is protecting her from <laughs> no, getting molested. I, th- I, I think that she. Uh, I I, th- I mean maybe this is how I'm reading it. That she was like this innocent little girl, and this sort of guy sort of like released some like it, it opened up a door for this like demon to come into this. But wait, girl. why do you think that? What I can't scene? remember the exact. But there was some. There was some hmm. suggestion. By by like the maid or someone there who was like yeah he was up there like alone with her like in her bedroom and there and it was like oh no, she was uh, just saying I don't know what happened because they were up there alone she wasn't that feeling kind of well he, but then so, why he was dur- supposed to be watching yeah I think, yeah and I, there think, was, I think the devil beckoned him up to murder him maybe I, I, that's how I read it but I they could be definitely wrong, made him out to be an unsavory character yeah so. that's that's how I get definitely I, like a creepy director type there was some creep that's interesting I just felt like he was being a creep with the, I don't know if he was like raping her or anything but I felt like he was being like weirdly inappropriate with this little girl I just maybe it's the way I read him because no, he was that's, such a fucking creep handling hand bloody damn buttering Nazi pig Maybe we completely missed it. I never in a million years thought that that was a subplot or an implication, but maybe we go online right now and everybody would be like, oh, that's absolutely happening. Maybe. But I, I did know. not catch that's that how I, That's how I read it, just because I don't see why why make him such a creep, other than the horror trope of it's easier to kill a, a, a shitty guy than a nice guy. I don't even know if he was that much of a creep, was he? Like, he was just kind of like- Oh, he's just an- Exactly. A lecherous director type. Yeah, like, I think he was very specific. At. Yeah. yeah. Where is the climbing of the roof scene? Like, was that in like some extended? It's cut. cut. Yeah. So that okay. never made the theatrical release, which we've all seen. So she's what she does. She comes down the stairs backwards. Like so. Like she's spider like spider walk. Spider I, I walked looked it up like, like immediately. You cut that scene. They thought it was too freaky. The the studio. They were like, no, no, this is too weird. Step too far. <laughs> yeah. We can either keep yeah, mom yeah. eating bloody vagina <laughs> or the crab walk. Your choice. You're the artist, <laughs> Willie. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like making me choose between my children. We'll that go crab with- walk is too far. <laughs> you are disgusting. <laughs> Vagina blood stains. <laughs> I'm putting my foot down, Mr. Freaking. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. What did we what did we think of the cop and that cop scene? I I don't know how I feel about it, so I want to ask you guys. I liked him, yeah. but I just wonder if he was a little bit useless. <laughs> I feel like, like in the movie, I like, I, I'm like, this is a really good character. He's playing it good. There's got to be some point it's going to come around. Yeah. Like, there's going to be like a, I, just as I predicted. That's scene sort of or where something. I am with it. I'm like, it was really well done. I love the scene. I know the point of the scene is that it's it's the mom kind of keeping it together as she realizing that like her daughter has murdered someone. And so she's this is like kind of cat and mess with the detective. But yeah, I'm like, it does feel oddly. This movie that is paced so perfectly, like, blah, 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 blah. There's this one scene that just sort of sits for a while. I think that w- what, so you well liked, what you liked about process with her sort of like um, having to go through all those tests medically, to me, the cop investigating that's is probably, part of the process. It's just, it, yeah, it's what would that's happen. That's probably the right answer. So it was a device and the fact that it didn't follow movie norms is yeah. what made it good. Yeah. That's and, probably the right answer. And it's yeah. an unsolvable case in any way that cop could sort of comprehend. So it is kind of like- what is he supposed to do with all and of this? And I guess the cop's purpose was to say, listen, I'm a cop. I've seen it all. And I'm saying there's a one in a thousand chance that this was natural causes. Yeah, so I'm just telling you say, something hey, happened. Demon City over here. <laughs> <laughs> that famous quote from The Exorcist. <laughs> Uh, I think that uh, I think uh, we've already talked about this, but the slow build to the possession was done very well. I thought oh. they established the mother daughter relationship very, very well. I bought them sort of like in it together. I, I, like they just did a really good job of sort of backstory without backstory. You know what I mean? It's yep. like 
you know, this mom's a, sort of a, an actress who's, who's successful. They're in DC because she's shooting. So they probably are always around the world renting houses and kind of just doing this. They have this very tight relationship, them against the world sort of deal. I also wrote down that it makes a lot of sense that she's a successful actress because to have the access to like all these treatments and all these doctors, there is like, you have to have some, ba- like everything feels like, like sometimes I feel like we've talked about, if only the movie would just give us even the, the smallest amount of explanation for this big thing happening. The fact that she's, like you think it's, is it useless to see her be on this big movie set with the protests or whatever, but it's not because it means she has the ability to run her daughter through every single test, like humanly possible. She has the means, has to, the means to explore to what's it. happening to her daughter. You're not sitting there going like, there's no, yeah, the if this happened, that's a great point. If this happened to a poor family, it'd probably be a less yeah. explanatory movie. Mm-hmm. It'd just be like, oh yeah, she's that, not getting a doc- she's yeah. not getting a boardroom with 20 mm-hmm. doctors sitting around a big table trying to figure out what's wrong with their daughter. Do, is the, you know, speaking of shooting that film, that scene out in the protest square for the yeah. fake or whatever, the, the fictitious movie within the movie, <laughs> like when the, the father Marin's watching, is he just like a fan of movies? I think they're trying to show he's a cinephile. Right. Yeah. Well, later on, it's like, uh, when the, when the, the cop is trying to persuade him to get more information, he's like, you like movies? He's like, I love them. And then he oh, says, okay. oh yeah, I buy the priest. Being, so the, so the, I buy, I'm more by the priest being a cinephile than the director sense. being the other type of file. But what were you going to yeah. say? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that well, just sense. that. Cause I was trying to think of why is he there? And then they justified it later on with trying to be lured in with the movie. And then he's like, uh, who stars in it? The guy says, he's like, I've already seen that one. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I guess that justifies him being there because that was weird. Yeah. yeah, and then it makes sense as to why the, the the this particular priest would be going to this particular. He's not; they're not just two complete. Like he knows who this woman is. He's seen her before. I think he's a little starstruck. Like I think he was- and, uh, yeah, I think films back then were much more respectable and a yep. thing that everyone would probably gather around, even if you didn't yes. care about it. Um, Shane, you mentioned that you really liked the devil's character, you know, the sort of the trickery, the sort of like mischief, the, the menacing. I thought that the, 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 the sort of duel that was going on between them, the two-hander between Marin and the devil and then the Max von Sydow character mm-hmm. and the devil, all of that was wildly compelling. Like mm-hmm. I yeah. was, I was into the back and forth and the sort of chess counterpoint. Cause it's like, it's like this weird impossible situation where there are no real rules, you know? And it's kind of like, there's just tension. It's like, which way is this going to go? Yeah. Um, Another thing I had about the the effects that we talked about is because this movie is so sort of famous just in like our, our sort of like uh, consciousness, shared consciousness, you kind of expect certain things like the vomiting or the head turning or the bed rattling and then the yeah. floating and all that shit. Um, but what's crazy is even when you want to laugh, you're like, this is too good and scary. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's such a trope and it's so antiquated, but sort of a testament to how well it is done and how much you care about the Reagan character and all these characters in this film is that you're like, I want to laugh at her like vomiting because it's so silly, but I'm like, it's still fucking scary in 2019. And disgusting. And disgusting. Disgusting, yeah. Does the priest go to hell when Mm. he dies, do you think? Does the priest get, I have a question uh, that's along those lines. But it's along those lines. That when he dies, does he pull the demon into himself and then kill himself. That's what I think his plan is. So, yeah. so, the, so I do wonder if it's, but d- does he get dragged down? I, that, that, that's how I'm answering your question. But they have a scene where the, another priest rushes to him to get him to confess his sins. Because the idea is if you don't confess your sins before you right. die, you go to hell. Right. Do you want to make a confession? Are you sorry? For, are you sorry for having a God? 
Sins of your past life. So he's like, oh, admit, tell me your sins as he's on his deathbed. Maybe you're like, right. As far as shit. he's, mm. whether we believe in a hell or not, I mm. think he. Man, those are tough rules. You, you commit your whole life, be a man yeah. of God, and because you can't speak as you're about to like expire. Like if you have a heart attack, anything, and you don't have time to say. I also thought his, unfair. his little yeah. hand move was like he's dead, but the demon is still trying to like get out in some capacity. That's the hand move is actually the demon. It's like, oh, I'm dying with this guy. Fuck this. The, the demon was trying to reach out and give a hand job. Yeah. To somebody. <laughs> One last pull. <laughs> I don't get it, but it's funny. Pull. <laughs> the word pull is funny. Uh, I want to get in best scene, best character. Let's do it. Which one first? Uh, let's go best scene. I think, because I haven't talked about this yet, because not only is this my favorite scene in this movie, it's like one of my favorite scenes like ever was the hospital scene, the corroded angiography scene where they're doing like their, like the-, the That's va- gory in its own mm. fucking way. I know. It's so, uh, to me, I think it's the most fucked up part of the movie. And I, I looked up afterwards. I'm like- Over the mom eating the vagina. Yes. Okay. I really think it's fucking, to, as a, I guess as a dad, seeing like my a, a little girl getting like, it's like she's getting tortured. It was, it was, and I looked up afterwards. <laughs> I mean, that's like outrageous, the, that thing. That's out, I'm saying that's outrageous. I feel like this was like scarier to me. That's what I'm getting at. I hate blood. I hate needles, but I have to disagree with you. <laughs> I don't know. I, all I'm saying is that uh, I, I looked, I was trying to look up afterwards if I'm the only one who thinks that about the scene. No, and- I found it. I found it just as off-putting and I hated watching the ring character suffer through medical tests. Yeah, that we. So- and wow. as the viewer, you know that they're not going to learn shit. So you know that it's unnecessary suffering. I guess that's true. So it's, it's an uncomfortable place to be. That being said, eating a blood uh, vagina is far more disturbing than and uh, it's your medical mom. procedures. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just the, it's the fact that it's medical. Yeah. Like there's something about it being so real. What I don't about know. the fact that it's your mom? <laughs> I'm not. I know. It's, all right. No, I know. I'm I just say, saying you're not going to probably win this debate sure. if this was like a. I'll, here's public. what I'm going to say is that there is, is some famous stories that that people would walk out of like early screenings of this movie. It was like a known mm-hmm. thing. Th- that before Hold they on. even got. Hold, okay. Let me just finish the thing. <laughs> this that, is it, too far. It was a, it was Maybe a, they were right to cut the fucking spider. It was a known walk. thing. And people just assumed it was from all that stuff. And there was an interview with William Friedkin where they asked him about it. And he said, actually, people were freaking out and walking out during this scene. Yeah. This was the one that affected, seemed to, and he was surprised. He was like, I don't know why, but this, but I mean, I know why, because it's a little kid having. I'm with you, Johnny. And I, you know what? I, I, I I'll say that this, the thing about that scene is it's, it's really methodical and, yeah. and it's, they don't it's, sugarcoat it. It's all, it's uncomfortable in a way that uh, the other scenes aren't. The other scenes are shocking, right? They're mm-hmm. sort of like, uh, they're sort of like, they're spectacle in a weird way. It's like, it's like gore, a spectacle. Uh, that does serve the plot. Those ones are like, you could see that in any film about like a paraplegic. You could see it happen to yourself yeah. if you're having neurological mm-hmm. issues. So it's actually, and because it like, there's a pacing to it where you're actually sitting there and you're just watching these procedures and you're seeing her. Yeah. It, it is. Girl. I agree, I agree. Oh yeah. my God. And I guess, and I also think like, the the everything that she does as a demon is is fucked up, but I'm sort of walking into this movie expecting all that. I'm not walking into this movie expecting to see like an extremely detailed like medical procedure being done to like a little girl. It was just I don't know. It just really unsettled me. Yeah, the one I remember like the most. Uh, wow, that's interesting. In, in yeah. the Exorcist, you picked the, the the sort of medical procedure, yeah. trying to figure out what's wrong with her. I think so. Shaney, what's your scene? You got to go with the mom eating the vagina <laughs> filled with blood. <laughs> That is a shocking scene. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. 
Uh, no, but I, I th- <laughs> is it is it like the best scene though? That's my, what I'm. No, no, yeah. no. I'm I'm kidding. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good joke. I I the think- only thing more disturbing than The Exorcist has been this podcast. Actually, <laughs> well, it would be for me. It would be weird, sacrilegious, even to not say the exorcism scene wasn't the best scene like of the, the Exorcist of like Max von Sydow stepping out of the cab all the way to. Yeah, I'd consider that like a big chunk of a scene that is the best scene. Yeah, that's also the cover of the film, right? That's the iconic image: is him standing in front of the the, the house with the fog and holding the briefcase, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when hat. he walks out, you actually you get a feel of like this is like a moment. This is like a movie history moment. Like you see this scene, I'm like, man, this is like one of the most famous shots in movie history. Yeah, yeah. and then also I wrote down the the when he goes like the power of Christ compels you. Is that like one of the five most famous lines like of all time? Good question. It's the power of Christ. That compels you. The power of Christ compels you. That the power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. It's up there. Like it's got to be right. Like mm-hmm. it's like from that for the from that from the entire exorcism. I don't think it has like show me the money value where everyone <laughs> remembers that line exactly. If you were on a schoolyard in 1974, <laughs> it's all it's not, you heard. It's no, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet some people say like the power of. God compels you or the, like they yeah. get it wrong or it's just the power of Christ yeah. compels you. It's just so like, yeah. Like even if I, I've, again, I hadn't seen this movie until like eight months ago, but I knew that like hundred percent. I could of picture course. the scene, even if I, even though I don't know if I've actually seen the full scene, but uh, your favorite scene is the kid being tested on for real. Yeah. I think it's the most, memor- it's me. the most memorable to me. And I can't, I, I thought it was odd too. And I looked mm. up online. I'm like, am I crazy? And like, there's a, a YouTube clip called like the cor- corroded artery scene, best scene in the exorcist with like 750,000 views on it. I'm like, okay, so I'm not nuts. Cause I thought I was like, am I being crazy here? I think those people are lying now just because <laughs> it's so obvious to say, what's your favorite scene in the exorcist, the exorcism. That's boring. I answer. guess it just sticks out. I just, it's it, amazing. It really I, got me. I'm not, and I'm I guess not, the point but is I'm not even saying, this. yeah, I'm not even saying <laughs> that the exorcism that, that any of the, I'm just saying that the hospital part itself is just, it just, Man, it got me. It just really got me. It yeah, really I guess memorable me and best can be conflated. That's what I'm getting. But I'm saying that. I, how does it stick out in my memory so much? How did it like stand out? If it, if I don't think it's the best one, that's all. In my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think the exorcism scene is. I mean, it's the climax of the film. It's, 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 it's. So many memorable moments sort of happen in that. There's a lot of stuff that is like permeated through pop culture for decades and decades. Yeah. But for me, I, st- I think like rewatching this thing again and sitting through it, uh, the the scene where she urinates in, in during the dinner party. They're all around the piano. They're having a good time. She comes down. It's and outrageous. She tells yeah. the the astronaut he's going to die. That scene. I'm just like this scene is. Like to me, that's actually the most affecting scene from like a a unsettling horror standpoint to me because it, it's reality. It takes yep. it's like yep. it. I recognize that oh, adults parting. Like I was either the kid that would come down to try and like hang out with the adults who are up. I've been the adult that's mm-hmm. like been having fun and a kid has come down. So like it, the the scene is a familiar moment and then it has this sort of supernatural twist that is just really uh, unsettling and obviously foreshadows stuff to come. Yeah. So for me, that's that's the best scene in the in the film for me. Yeah. yeah, I like that as a moment, but I guess as the scene, like, I don't it's know, tough, maybe I don't even know the It's tough to pick an exact scene. scene for this movie because this movie yeah. has such good pacing and editing that everything flows into each other, like, so perfectly that, like, I say the hospital scene, but I, I like the hospital scene because of its context 
within everything that comes before and after it. Like if I, I, I don't know if I could just watch that hospital scene and be as affected if I didn't know the context of, mm-hmm. just like you're saying, the reason why that's so fucked up, the piss in it is because you, it, it leads into, it's the start of this like ball rolling down a, a mountain that creates like an avalanche. And then it's. And I recognize the moment before the, eerie stuff stuff happens. Like I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Like her tied up to the to the bed and all like that's so extreme, you know what I mean? But yep. it's like adults enjoying a cocktail and then the kid coming down. It's like I've it's I almost find scenes more disturbing when it's like, oh yeah, that's just an everyday thing. And then it has this sort of like, what the fuck would I do if this happened in real life? I, I and I just thought it was acted very well. And Shane mentioned it earlier. Like everybody act reacted appropriately mm-hmm. to yep. what would happen in real life. And yep. I, it made it very unsettling. Uh let's go to best performance. Is there any, is Linda Blair not obviously the best? Well, here's the thing. Linda Blair got a shit ton of help from the voice. Like the, 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 VO. the mom Sound had design. to do everything on her own. And I don't know if I liked Linda Blair as much when she wasn't possessed. I really liked okay, her. Okay, like the little, the little, I bought her as the daughter, yeah. but I see what you're saying. No, but it's I know just, what you mean. There were some issues at the beginning where she's being a little too, mm-hmm. hi, mommy. It's like, I don't know. She's 12. I don't know if she talks like that. And yeah, it just felt weird, some of those scenes. But that being said, I'm giving it to Linda Blair anyway. But would, otherwise, it would be the mom, Ellen Burstyn? Eh, she was annoying me at times. Really? Too. Yeah. <laughs> she right. went big. I mean, you kind of have to go big, but. Yeah. It, it, sometimes I struggle with not liking a character because she did have a hot trigger. Like she was nice until she wasn't the yeah. second. Something goes wrong. She's like, what the fuck do you mean? Are you illiterate? Are you an idiot? <laughs> I'm just working at the staff and I can't contact your husband. You can't read dummy. <laughs> uh, you're, you're picking Linda Blair Linda for Blair. sure, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it has to go to Linda Blair, but I, I, I to me, I think it's like, I think it's her and Ellen Burstyn. Uh, you could give it to either one. I don't feel like uh, young, young priest does enough. Father Marin. Is he a hot priest? He's referred to I think as he's hot, hot priest. He looks good. He's not classically handsome, but he is. He, right. Compared to that director, though. I mean, he's like, oh, my God. Brad yeah. Pitt. Um, and what, his name was Damon or Damien, that priest. Father uh, Marin. That's all. Uh, I, I don't know his first name. It was. Damon. I think it, it might have been actually Damien. Because yeah. I remember taking note and being like, that's an interesting name to give mm. a priest. Yeah. yeah, it was either Damon or Damien, which I thought odd. And then I looked up that Damien wasn't associated with the devil till the movie The Omen, which was in 1976. Oh, and this came out in 1973. Look so, at this information yeah. going on here. A little history. Omen is like one of my dad's favorite movies. I just saw that recently. Was, Doesn't hold up that well. No. Well, the, I, the big joke my dad always used to do whenever like me or my brother were acting up is he'd be like, check the head, check the head for the mark. Cause the six, six, six is in the head. Yeah. So they'd like, you know, <laughs> check the head. Yeah. He'd like, you know, move the hair out of the way to see if he could find the mark. Want to move on? Let's move on. Is there any, are there any other notes? Any other, any other goodies? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Chase possessed. Uh, I don't want to. Uh, like my pussy. Uh, <laughs> things that we did not like. Things that didn't age well. What is problematic then? What's problematic now? Uh, I'll start. Johnny, you said the pace. And I agree. I like the pace because I do think moves of this era, they move slow and deliberate in a yeah. way that should be. And I, and I actually didn't have a problem with this pace except for... Uh, and I know they're trying to establish like Father Marin's sort of like narrative, but like that scene with his mom was just like, what are we doing? Like I know in we the had, hospital. No, like at the apartment. At the apartment when she's trying to feed him, and it's like, uh, are you saying that doesn't age well? I'm saying just that pace slowly. I'm saying when that well, I'm like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. What am I learning really? 
What am I seeing really? All we need to know is he has a mother that he cares for that passes away. So you could yeah. cut that scene. And, but I mean, we see the boxing picture and all that. But like, yeah. but it, I guess it's like how he cares for his yeah. mother. He's wrapping her leg. He has a relationship with yep. this woman. And so much of, of, of his crisis of faith is is him, his his abandonment of his mother. And he's trying to feel like he's there for her. And I think the reason why this demon thing like fucks with him so much. And that's why and it's the first thing the demon latches onto yep. his insecurity of, of what happened to his mom. So we have to see these. Mom I think scenes. so. And I, yeah, I didn't. But I, but I know what you there. There are a few. Slow. There are a few pacing. I, I actually thought the pacing thing was uh, the reason why I think the exorcism scene isn't my favorite is because I think that's where it slows down a bit for me. I think it gets to the excessive, and it's like the movie's like going, like boom, move, moving, moving, moving. And I wonder if it's because Max von Sydow's character is is introduced. I mean, we saw him in, in the Iraq thing, but he's introduced so late. I'm like, well, now here's this new X factor that I'm trying to like get a handle on why he's here, even though he's great. We didn't talk about him too much, but he was really, really good. He, he had some like killer lines. You were bored during the exercise. No, no, not bored. See, bored is the wrong answer. That I'm just saying that the pacing, hmm. it's just, I'm, I, have, I, I will admit that I have some trouble finding a lot of flaws with this movie, but if I have to, if the pacing is... <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at with that mom scene too. Yeah. <laughs> if the like, pacing is so good for this, I mean, like the pacing isn't as good as it was before, even though it is still pretty good, I guess is, yeah. is what I'm saying. If I have to make a pacing complaint, I, I wrote down, it's there. The movie moves, I said it moves so swiftly and deftly, but then being in that one, I guess it's because we're now in this one room for so long. Like we're so edited and we're here, we're here, we're here at the hospital. And, and then we're like in a room for a long time. And I guess, but I mean, the scene is still spectacular and memorable and, and legendary. So I have no problem with the scene itself. Yeah, I think this movie is slow, slow, slow. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Too slow. I, okay, I disagree. Uh, uh, overall. Overall, yeah. Like, I want to get to that exorcism <laughs> quicker. <laughs> Were you like, oh, what's going on here? What's well, the like the scene with the... Uh, director who feels like he's out of like a teen wolf style movie the way he's acting right. like that is not good acting by that director ironically and the the scene where she comes out with her script when it's an actress and she's like excuse me i just want to know this scene why is she protesting why are they closing the the building now 10 seconds before you're about to shoot you're going to bring that up to the director? i had the same thought actually idiot? do not do that just do your fucking job like, you're walking out of the trailer with the script it's like how unprofessional there's a lot of people here who are going to be like protesting extras and things and you don't know why you're in this scene and then and then that stupid dialogue which is like well do you want me to talk to the writer he's in france and then everybody laughs, like everyone can hear in the audience their their private conversation. And then she's like, oh, you, and gives him a hug. That is one of the lamest, most out-of-place <laughs> scenes on Earth. Is she being, is she being <laughs> like performative on purpose? Is she just this sort of like, I don't That's know. the thing. I don't know. Weird. I, I can't place it. <laughs> Film people, man. I don't yeah. know who. Film people are weird. That's, that does not feel like William Friedkin directed this scene. It's totally out right. of place. But I mean, maybe to Mike's, Mike has brought this up a lot. Like, I, I do wonder if it's the screenwriter. I wonder if the screenwriter has had like, an, like he has sat there and watched this exact exchange happen like on a film set. And he's like, I know it seems like weird, but this is really how these weirdos like interact with each other. Yeah. Like they're all have like weird ego things where they're all like aware everyone's listening. So I'm going to like say the things that I think that's giving a lot of credit Maybe. and insight to the audience that uh, I guess the other scenes don't require. Yeah. But that did, that did jump out at me too, especially the asking for, for the motivation, like right before mm -hmm. walking in, like there's all these, there's a lot of people here waiting for you. This conversation could have had happened like 
an hour ago. And they make the director so unlikable. Really unlikable. It makes me want to believe your molestation thing because why else would they make him such (laughs) an abhorrent person? Yeah. Like, and there's one scene where he's drinking. He's like, do you have a pubic hair in your drink? I have a pube in mind. I'm like, what? This dialogue is in The Exorcist? You know what I wonder? And now I'm going to go back to what John's saying about the the, the, the sort of the sort of uh, character they want to uh, portray. It's like, I guarantee you that there are directors that are that like that, you know, that make inappropriate jokes that have. And by the way, we have a long history of like sort of directors with big egos who aren't traditionally attractive ending up with really attractive sure. young well, no, stars. It had to be yeah. in the set, like in the seventies being like oh a, an art, a director, like you were like, especially like he's, Polanski he's ends up with Sharon. Polanski Tay, is exactly what I was Woody thinking. Woody Allen ends up with all of like, you know, Mia Farrow. It's, yeah. it's like, I have no problem with them being yeah. together, but it, I do find it just odd as a decision to make him that way. Yet Linda Blair seems to want to set her mom up with him. Like, I know you like him. And Ellen's like, oh, right. him? I'm going to marry him. I think she just knows her mom's lonely. She wants her mom to be happy. Possibly, but if she's getting molested, why would you, maybe she's being brainwashed? <laughs> we have not established that. Okay. This might be a new narrative in 2019. <laughs> I don't know. And it's just that guy as an actor, he was very, sure. very out of place. Like Too if much. we if we very said hammy. who's the worst actor in this movie, that director, I was not buying. You're probably right. It was a caricature of a drunk buffoon. Caricature. That, that, yeah, that's yeah. a good way to put it. That's yeah. a good way to put it. A, a, a better performance. May, like, may, like maybe that's why I'm extrapolating stuff because I'm like, well, I mean, because I, maybe I'm having the same question. I'm like, well, this guy is being like the worst. There, ha- there has to be some reason why this guy is being the most lecherous. And is he written as lecherous or is the actor just like going for it in a way that no one else in this movie is where everything else is grounded and real. Or do we view him as lecherous in 2019, but in 1973, he's just sort of, sort of eccentric. Interesting. Or like, like a very Hollywoody type, like artistic. Perhaps. I, I don't he know the answer to that. He was calling people Nazis at a dinner party. I guarantee you, like if you went to a dinner party in 1975, like someone like Dustin Hoffman would make that joke. Sure, feel- but the character in the movie who was being called a Nazi strangled him. Right. It's not like he was like, oh, it's 1973, man. Nazi jokes happen. The guy was like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> like who strangled? It needed to be broken up. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. And like they really sort of tried to depict like, like higher, they like, you know, these are people, these are elite people. It's politicians, it's, it's filmmakers, it's actors. It's like their dinner parties and the way that they all interact and they all get super hammered and have these conversations. I'll buy that you're saying this all felt like a caricature and not like it mm-hmm. took place in reality. But I, I, I also kind of buy that. I bet you that parties that either uh, freaking have been at or, the, you know, what they're trying to portray are a lot more like that than we would think. Sure. Parties get wild. I've, I've been that guy. <laughs> but what I'm saying is. You are constantly asking. Maybe that's why you hate him because you hate yourself. Could be. But if I, I'd play it real. Yeah. It, it, it felt the, fake. There's, there's an unrealism to it. I, yeah. I think it's written correctly and acted wrong. Yeah. I think that's what you're getting at. Yeah. That, that, that I do see what you're saying about how they did it. And this actor kind of, and, and it stood out because the movie was so filled with such genuine, mm-hmm. like you have, you have, you have priests who are, who are literally dealing with an exorcism, who are dealing with that in a more realistic way than this actor is being a drunk director at a party. Yep. Yeah. And that's why it stands out. Uh, and we were talking about how the, the mom was the perfect level of skepticism. And then she uh, started believing that her daughter yeah. was possessed at the right moment when yes. someone might actually come to that conclusion. The exact opposite, I will say, mm-hmm. about the priest. Like, this guy believes in God, but he is the biggest aversion to believing in the devil ever. Well, the, the crisis of faith he's having, right? 
Sure. But I could have a crisis of faith. I'd be like, oh, maybe I do, don't believe. Maybe I do believe. But once you meet Linda Blair, 10 seconds in, it's pretty obvious she's possessed. Right off the bat, she's quoting the homeless person from the beginning of the exactly. film. Like, could I have a penny for an altar boy? Yeah. And doing that that voice. And he, and she's, he, he asks. And you must know my mother's maiden name. What is it? Pea soup comes flying at his face, disgusting slime that no one could projectile vomit like that right. ever. And then he's still unsure. And then he goes to the uh, the mom at F after that scene. He's like, uh, did she know my, my mom died recently? And then she goes, no. Why? It doesn't matter. Walks away. It does matter yeah. because that just proved that that person is possessed. And now you're leaving the mom with the devil in the bed all night. I, I get, get her out of the house be like, holy shit, are you serious? We got to get you and everybody out of the house. Let's get the exorcism and just like stay at my place. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess they were trying. I know what you mean. I guess they were because they. I feel like they did go through pains to see that there have been a lot of false. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh Oh, a false possessions? False possessions. Yeah. There have been like a lot of false possessions. It happens like all the time. That's why they have gotten to the point where they develop like a set of rules and processes. And I wonder if he's just like, he's being more like a detective who's like, make. Uh, I, if I'm going to do this, I can't be 99%. I can't be 99.5%. I got to be like 100%. So that's what, so, and then like this, the crisis of faith thing where he's like, I mean, do I even believe that demons are even possible anymore? Like if I, if I don't believe God. 10 exists, seconds with Linda Blair will make you believe though yeah i know what you mean mm -hmm. i just i guess this is I, I go back to if i if i if, if i saw you acting like all fucked up and weird somehow like the i would i would go through every other it's possibility. not acting fucked up and weird if you were unsure and mike started quoting a conversation you had with yeah. a homeless person sure that might be a bit of a trigger. And especially if they're talking in perfect pitch. You just think that you butt dialed me though. We'd have all these technological explanations. I feel like there'd be like some, I'm like, there's like bef before I believe that, that he's a de like the devil has possessed Mike. Mike <laughs> sets the world record for projectile vomiting. And you'll be like, eh, maybe but then he in did my have head, a tummy ache. But in my head, I'm like, <laughs> he because, does like to party. Because <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see, I, like I'm watching it. Ha I'll, sure. I'll just think I got barfed on. Well, okay, I, I two know. things. I, 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 two things. I think that to John's point, saying, we man. absolutely, our first conclusion, and in fact, our last conclusion would probably be supernatural unless you lean that way anyway. Yeah. Like thinking it's something supernatural isn't where you're going to go. But to Shane's point, this is a person of faith. And if he isn't anymore, he's having a crisis. He has been historically. So you'd think it wouldn't take much for him to be like, yeah, oh shit, right. like I'm back. Like, yeah, this yeah. is real. That's why the Max he's von Sydow- He's more inclined Sidow, to lean that way. Max von Sydow is almost a more memorable character because he walks in being like, this is obviously real. Like he like, the, doesn't the, fuck around. He doesn't fuck around at all. I do. I know What's the doing? line that I I wrote it down. Maybe I can't, but that was it. He says, I don't fuck around at all. The power of Christ compels you. And then he hit her with the water. Do you want to know the background? And he was like, why? Yeah. Like, I don't need to know the background. It's the devil. Like, I like that part. Yeah. I thought you would. Cause he's like, because he's a guy who has seen some shit and he's like, no, I'm aware that people get possessed and let's just get to this. I've got a six o'clock. I got another exorcism. You know, one of the things I know we're talking about things we disliked, but I, I like I, it actually bums me out that both these priests die because they're doing their best to help this little girl. Mm -hmm. But I think that's what makes it a good movie that the, the devil's so powerful. I think so they powerful. made some errors though. Yeah, go on. Oh, Max von, what's his name? Sadow. Yeah. Max von Sadow. Okay, they're in an exorcism. One of the most adrenaline pumping moments of your life. And he goes to the younger priest. You tired? 
And the priest is like, like I, I guess he just got the shit beat out of him by by the devil. <laughs> like he's not tired; he's injured. And he's like, "All right, I got this." Comes back and he's dead. Yeah, that is a horrible. Like you need to tag team Satan. Never leave alone. Never stay alone with the that's, devil. That's one of the dumbest moves that. ever. And you're if, right. you're, if, yeah. you're, if you're the young priest, I think he knows it too. Though I think it's built into the plot. I think he knows. He do you think him. that Sadao was trying to be like a hero? Like he's like, yes. I'm going to do this myself right now, and this is the final battle between me and yes. Yeah, probably. And he just was not prepared for how. Maybe was he trying to do the same thing that the that, that Marin eventually does? Yeah, or I'm gonna pull. Yeah, the- he did. But to change point, why would Marin agree to leave? You got to stick by your bro. I think Marin yeah. is is fucked. I think he's a fucked up guy who's not. I don't know what uh, he doesn't know. He just wanted to go chat up the mom in the kitchen. <laughs> you know what? If you got this, I'll be downstairs. So what are you working on next? <laughs> Can I have your autograph? <laughs> I'm a huge fan. Of film. You're hearing yeah. like the guy screaming yeah. upstairs. <laughs> It's for I'm my dying. daughter. Yeah. You're I'm dying. Like I'm serious. <laughs> um, so in the exorcism scene with amazing makeup and everything, they start doing this dip to black effect. And then all of a sudden it dips to this weird devil with weird makeup on. Yeah. And I'm like, why would you do that? Like that's a, that's less scary than Linda yes, Blair. Yeah, At I least agree. heighten that devil cut. I will say there were a few, as good as the effects were, there were some that did bug me, like that bugged me. Agreed. Yeah. But that's, to me, that's the 1973. And of it's course. It's insane that it's like I 5% agree. But I mean, you're already, you're already in the best effects movie yeah. of, of that time. I, I, there's the devil makeup. There's where she was being thrown around on the... I, I always hate like bad ADR stuff. So mm-hmm. she's being thrown and you're hearing her be like, help me. I don't know what's happening. But you know her mouth isn't moving to it. And I know that's not a big deal, but it just it really, just really bugged me. <laughs> Um, why was she, why was Linda Blair on the cover of a magazine in the movie? She was on the cover of a magazine. I don't remember yeah, this the, at all. Uh, uh, the mom walks in. She's like, Oh, what do you, you don't, the mom takes a magazine from Linda Blair is like, why are you reading that? You don't even look good. You look too mature. And then Linda Blair goes, look who's talking and kind of does like an age joke at her mom. I don't remember that. Maybe she's a child actor. Maybe she's that's, a child that's actor. That's what I, I couldn't understand her. I was like, maybe she made the cover because it's like an Us Weekly, like famous actress daughter. Profile. But it yeah. was a weird scene. I thought that that's is, interesting. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's such like a, uh, a little sort of detail, sort of, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. helping explain that. I missed. I actually did miss that. Yeah, it was a, and it was a weird that's jab weird. at the mom. Yeah. So I, I didn't think all of the scenes when she wasn't possessed really worked. There they was, were kind of awkward. She was like a little, I, I, this is, uh, I have one of my larger things uh, uh, that an issue that I have, because I had that down where she was like, she was all, she was like her, the Captain Howdy. She's like, my yeah. little Captain Howdy mom. And she was like being such a little like darling as like a 12 year old. And I'm like, this is a weird choice. Um, and so it made me think, and it's like, okay, so they made her be this like darling, sweet 12 year old. And then she turned into a little girl who the worst thing about her is she says obscene things and is overtly sexual. And now she's violent and she's aggressive. And I'm like, is this some weird, like, uh, is the worst thing ever is a 12 year old girl going through puberty. Is this like a bunch of guys be like, do you know what's the best depiction of a devil? A 12 year old girl mm-hmm. talking about sex. Mm. Like, cause they've all had daughters and they all have like, yeah, that is like the worst possible thing. That's the best possible depiction of a demon. Of like a girl like saying, lick my pussy. And like, yeah, that's the most horrifying thing. Write that down. Like that kind of thing. That's interesting. I don't know. It, and they did make her too young in that Ouija board scene. It's yeah. like, is she all of a sudden Weird. eight? I she, she, was she seemed like she was 14. like six almost. Exactly. It felt, yeah. it felt like the kid from The Shining. Like, here's yeah. my special thing. It's like Captain Howdy or whatever. You Captain like, Howdy. You yeah. like this guy? Captain Howdy said no. Captain who? Captain Howdy. 
Who's Captain Howdy? You know, I make the questions and he does the answers. Oh, Captain Howdy, yeah, I see. Nice. I'm talking to Captain Howdy, and it's like, okay, you're, you're 12. Like, Way I'm, too immature. Yes. And so I, I made that triggered me to be like, uh, is this, are they thinking like, oh, the, the, it's the a kid going, a 12-year-old girl going through puberty is like being possessed by the devil. Let's roll with that. That's what it's sort of like. So we have to sort of, I don't know if that's good or bad, because I have three sisters, and it is kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they're not wrong exactly. And then I also wonder if like uh, even a step back from that, I'm like, a lot of this, is this like an excuse to get a, like, is a lot of this like a, a, an excuse to get a 12 year old to just say demented shit? Shock value? Shock value. Right. Like, is this a shock value movie? I mean, I don't think so, but I mean, you could make, I, I could hear that argument. I think if they, I think, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe there, well, I think here's the, what I'd say. I think there's value in the shock, but I think you need it there or else this movie isn't this movie. Yeah, I think- all yeah. of horror genre relies on shock. It does. Yeah. I also don't know because I'm a very non-religious person. So a movie that has relies heavily on religion and this guy's loss of faith and things like that. I don't know if that like rings with me. Like, I don't know if I can say that's a negative thing, but for me personally. But I think non-religious people still have seed of doubt in their mind. Like, oh, you're, you're 100% certain. I don't know. I don't know. I just. Well, pretty- there you go. You have a seat of doubt. And like, I don't, Mike doesn't believe in ghosts, but if you start <laughs> watching a ghost movie, it's like, what, what if I'm terribly wrong? Like how many yeah. times have we all been terribly wrong about something? More? I don't know if I have a seat of doubt that the a Christian God exists. I don't feel I have any doubt in that. Wow. So the way that this movie has depicted religion. I feel like I have no doubt that that's Or wrong. even evil, the way that evil <laughs> manifests. You don't think a demon could possess a human body. Correct. Actually. Yes. Because you don't think this is an eminent uh, uh, or sort of like a, a very, like a danger that could exist in the Correct. universe. Correct. Yeah. I would say it's. I don't uh, think so either. I would say it's as likely oh, as. I'll wait till you guys see Repossessed. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to see that. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, me too. Um, Time to move on to our verdict. The the doctor was smoking. Uh, Doctor smoking doesn't age well. I don't know if that's a thing. But But it felt real. It did feel real. And I didn't know if that was for comic effect either. (laughs) I I honestly didn't know if they were trying to insert a little joke in there. Right. Uh, Oh, I also wrote, uh, this is supposed to be it's considered the scariest movie of all time. And I don't know if it's just because by whom like time erodes the American film I didn't Institute find it scary exactly as much as I found it like weird and unsettling and fucking nuts. Wild. You were not scared by this. Film. Not really, I guess, but you're more I, scared by the television version of it or way this? scarier. Interesting. But I mean that, I don't know if that's a knock on the movie or if you even feel that way now you yeah. watch this movie now. I wonder if that's a, how people got scared in 73. I think if you'd watch this movie when you were 14, it would have scared the that's shit exactly out of you. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, again, I struggle to find flaws you're, you're with this movie. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the verdict. Yes. I'll go first. Uh, this movie is considered a classic. Uh, sitting through it uh, again a couple nights ago, I believe that it remains a classic. I think with the the, the way that it's made, the craft, uh, the narrative, the performances, uh, again, the effects from 1973 that I do feel still hold up, I think this movie is incredibly unsettling. I think it is scary at any time that you watch it. And someone to say, like, uh, I want a movie that's going to freak me out uh, and that is also considered great, I would say this checks off all the boxes. For that reason, this movie stays on the pedestal, no doubt, in my mind, this is the best of the genre as far as I'm concerned. Shane Boy? Yeah, I would keep it on. I mean, I was a, I was going in expecting to see a scary movie, and I thought I knew all the scary scenes. And then next thing you know, there's a uh, 12-year-old forcing a mom's <laughs> head down there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it still shocked me 
as I'm ready to be yeah. shocked. And that is shocking. So yeah. it is on the pedestal. Uh, I have a quote that I found because I think that Get Out is like one of the best movies of the last like 10, maybe 20 years. It's incredible. I agree. And, and The Exorcist was one of Jordan Peele's uh, uh, big inspirations. And he said about The Exorcist, what they had Reagan do in that movie was so over the top, so really unacceptable that that's what helped it be for a lot of people, the greatest horror movie of all time. I think one of the things attractive about the genre, the horror genre, is you can't really hate on a horror movie for crossing the line of good taste. It's almost part of the point. Mm-hmm, and I think that this this movie started that. I think that there were thrillers and there were some scary, there was like Frank, but before, like there was Frankenstein and Dracula and those kind of movies. But I mean, this really launched yeah. a genre. And so not only do I think it's obviously on the pedestal and one of the best, if not the best movie we've covered here, but it's like, it's also one of the most important movies we've covered Mm -hmm. period. So it covers being important. It covers being really, really good. It covers, it just, it's fantastic. Uh, So, so obviously slam dunk on the pedestal. Yeah, because a demon isn't going to follow the societal rules of Correct. language, and so it lets you do whatever. So you, so you can make a prestige movie like this that is an Oscar movie that's that that makes four hundred million dollars worldwide. That as has well, taboo elements. That has that has, as you keep pointing out, a mother licking the bloody vagina of her demon possessed daughter, yeah. which is an insane thing to say out loud. <laughs> and I guess you know that closes the book on that one. Amazing. You would have been better slapping the book on the wait, table. Wait. Here we go. I guess we're going to have to slap the book on the table for that one. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>